Hi, and welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. I'm Chris Lucian, and my co-host is Austin Chadwick. And today we're going to talk about one of the seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, and so, Austin, what do you think about be proactive uh, in relation to mobbing? Yeah, and yeah, and maybe I'll kick off kind of the overall uh, why we're we're jumping into this uh, topic in the first place is. Uh, uh, thanks to you, Chris. I read the uh, book, uh, Turn the Ship Around. Um, and in that book, he references uh, the author of the seven habits of highly effective people often. And I think he even had him, uh, Covey, which is the author of uh, that habit book, come visit his ship and see how they operate and see how it's like, oh, come see how my stuff in action is. And so after I finished Turn That Ship Around, I added, I think, this seven habits, seven habits of highly effective people book. So my reading list. And then when I got to it, I was just, I was, to be honest, I was uh, very inspired. Like I was like, wow, this is uh, quite incredible stuff. Um, I think it summarizes a lot of like classic wisdom and contemporary wisdom. And I don't even know how old the book is now, but it's pretty old. But I just thought like, oh man, it would be fun to talk about each habit in the context of a mob or an ensemble and see how it applies, you know? And so um, yeah, the first habit um, that, as you talked about, is being proactive. And um, I think this one is so huge to agility in general um, and effective mobbing. Um, and I think it's prone to be misunderstood because when you hear the word proactive, uh, even as we were talking about right before we started recording this episode, uh, you take it as like, oh, you know, uh, you know, work hard and, you know, be prepared for the meeting, you know what I mean? And and that's that's not what it's talking about exactly. And um, uh, one way to talk about it, he puts in the book, is that uh, um, instead of seeing yourself as just a victim to everything around you, uh, to take ownership that for every input, there is something that happens before the output, your reaction, right? You know, something happens to you, at least with a lot of things, you know, unless it's like a knee jerk reaction, right? You have a chance to take that input and use it to respond appropriately, right? And um, and in the in the book, he gives a lot of examples of people with very dramatic inputs, like so someone in a prison camp during war, right? Or someone, you know, so very negative inputs, and then someone with very positive inputs. Um, but they're turning all those inputs into very negative things, right? Or the person in the prison camp, um, or, you know, they're working for someone who's just treating them awfully. And instead of just saying like, oh, you know, I have I have no choice but to be devastated in this scenario is to uh, take the input and take ownership for the outputs, right? And so I think uh, one of the phrases is uh, responsibility, response dash ability, right? Um, so it's like nothing happens to us without our consent, right? And so you focus on what can I do about uh, it in that situation? And um, I I feel like, I don't know about you, Chris, but when I'm coaching someone who's on a team or a mob and they're really struggling, I almost feel like this is this almost has to be the first step because without this, there's almost like nothing you can do, right? You're just like, it's a mess and I'm just a slave to the mess of the system I'm in, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, what's your reaction there to someone who's kind of in the yeah. pit of despair or something, you know? Well, uh, you know, I think I think uh, mobs inherently make people 
uh, able to talk through, I think, a lot of their emotions. So even though somebody may be uh, reactive uh, minded or, you know, they can be proactive because there's a discussion um, or, or something along that, you know, there's a dialogue around what's happening. I, I think especially as a maybe a group of people developing software, because uh, I, I think what I've seen um, is maybe in solo development, people will be thrown into a role and uh, maybe they're asked to fix bugs when they first start their career or something like that. And so they're like, okay, well, I, I am, I have just been put into this situation. Uh, I'm just going to do kind of what I'm told. Um, I might be upset about what I'm working on because it's not that interesting. And, you know, so, so you're, you're being, you know, reactive versus like, oh, I can do well at this and then uh, have an effect on what I worked on next. Um, and, and so that might be the proactive versus reactive, but I think if you fall into that same category uh, and you have four people there and one person is proactive and three aren't uh, in, in their mindsets, um, then you might have a natural shielding to this. Like, you know, it's kind of a numbers game. That person is going to say, oh, well, you know, there, there is something we can do about this. And, you know, hey, let's try it. And and people might just go along and they're like, oh, well, I was stuck with this person. So this is my lot in life. And so we'll just go ahead and do what they say. Yeah. Um, and and so you 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 the overall decision-making of all of the people kind of working together uh, may lead to a more uh, proactive series of results. I think because the um, also the reactive is going to be less likely to challenge the proactive uh, in general. Um, so, so maybe an end result is you get a, a unit of work done that is the, that has more proactive decision-making around it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it could just be, you know, like you said, the, the, the fact that you're saying your thoughts out loud to others makes it easier to identify, right? So if you're, you're, you're experiencing something negative, and you're experiencing it as a mob, and people are saying things that are more reactive, like, um, you know, that we're, we're only passive in this situation. There's nothing we can do. That's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, another team. Like I, that one I, has come up a lot, a lot of in very early mobbing for me was like, Oh, that's another team. There's nothing that we can do for that. Um, and even, yeah. even in the past, it was funny. I was like, yeah, I, I was told something like, Oh, we don't really go talk to them. <laughs> we have to put in a ticket. We don't go, we don't go talk. Yes. To them. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, uh, me being in that situation, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go walk over to their cubicle, which is like right over there and just see if they have some time. Yes. Uh, and it turned out fine. And, and so, um, you know, it, it I, I think it's a little bit therapeutic in a sense that it, it starts getting people over that, over that hill a little bit, uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you can help identify it in yourself. And then when you hear others saying it, you can turn it and flip it and to be like, okay, um, are, but is there something we can do? Right. You know, so, um, you know, and I think that's part of the focus. I think it's an acknowledgement of reality. It's not like this blind leap that we can change things that we can't. Right. Um, but it's, it's a change of focus, right? I think no matter where you're at in life or in a mob or whatever, there's stuff you can actively change. And then there's stuff that you can't, right. (laughs) Uh, there's stuff you can't change about it. And I think, the habit that this is talking about is 
be aware of the stuff you can't change and the stuff you can and focus on what you can change. Right. And so mm -hmm. uh, some examples I've, I've heard from early mobbing that we've kind of followed the example of is, okay, maybe there's this other dependency in the system and we can't change them right now. Like, and uh, like, we can't like wave a magic wand and they're going to operate differently, but what can we do? Like you said, well, maybe we can go talk to them and maybe they'd be up for a different way of working or, you know, it's written in stone that there's this ticketing system. Well, what can we do? Well, we can automate it. So we never have to yes. think about the ticketing system. Right. And it just, every time we push it, will write a ticket and close a ticket, you know, or, <laughs> um, and so, uh, and I think there's something very therapeutic about here's a problem and we're not just succumb to it. Right. Like what can we do as a mob to take ownership and move it a forward step in the right direction? And, um, and so, yeah, I think once I've seen, it's almost like the beginning of, I think retrospectives play a lot into this, but it's almost the beginning of like, uh, maybe the positive curve of the satire change model is like, you're in this woe, right. Of like, yeah. things are bad, but once you say like, well, we do have control over this, let's, let's try that. And then once we see a positive effect. Then they're like, let's try more of that. Oh, we just automated, you know, a database error that happens every day. Oh, let's do more of that. Let's do more of that. And then your your circle grows, right? Um, yeah. And um, so I think, um, and I think why it's kind of the foundational habit for good mobbing um, is that it's almost part of that virtuous loop that you've talked about, right, Chris? Mm -hmm. Is that if there's no way to improve the system, <laughs> Yeah. You know, if, you know, uh, oh, let me pull up one of the quotes I have from the book. It's stated a little extremely, but I think you can almost put it as, um, uh, you know, collectively as a team or something. But it's like, until a person can say deeply and honestly, I am what I am today because of the choices I made yesterday, the person cannot say I choose otherwise, right? And so mm -hmm. until we own that, like, hey, you know, these silos exist because of previous choices, you know? Yeah you can't own the responsibility to change those. Right. Um, and so um, that once you, you, you need that vert, you know, what did you call it? The virtuous loop it was like the, uh, I think you, you just called it retrospectives, right. Which is the ability to change the process. Yeah. 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 It was. So, so the idea being um, you would have, you know, rather than linear growth in in skill or efficiency or whatever, you have kind of asymptotic growth where you you reach the ceiling that you can never get past no matter how much investment because you don't have an outside in in the case of the virtuous loop it would be learning sessions outside um systems in, impacting the retrospectives to then grow beyond the point that your your ceiling was before or or experimentation but yeah 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 absolutely so it's almost like if you come into a team or mob maybe the first thing you need to you know, if they're, if they're awesome, they maybe don't need this, but if there's a lot of problems is instilling the belief and ability that they can change things, yeah. <laughs> you know, and showing them the things that they can change, um, and expanding that circle of influence. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any other thoughts on this one before we close it out? Yeah. Well, also, I think you can even check this a little bit for a team if um if retrospectives are filled with uh maybe uh not really big action items or, or cautious action items 
uh, then, then often I think, uh, you know, you might see like, oh, we got to change the type of soda in the refrigerator, uh, rather than like the, you know, the server's on fire right now and no one's talking about it, but they're, they're talking about the lunchroom or something. Um, it's that sort of thing where that, that might be a litmus test for this is, is like, uh, okay. Are, you know, are we just, do we actually feel like there is, uh, the ability to have a proactive, uh, focus or, or react to things, um, in a positive way and, and be proactive in that sense. So. Yeah. And actually I, I really like that a lot. Yeah. That's like a, maybe a symptom to look for. And I guess there's one aspect to it. That's maybe goes to the center and to return thing is what I love about this is it, if you are entering a mob or a team and it feels chaotic, it gives a center of peace. I think for me, like, I, I feel like why I found this so inspiring is you can imagine your, yourself going into the worst of the worst problems. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, hey, I'm one person on this team. And, you know, we've been talking about it collectively for a while. But even if you go like, you know, just you yourself joining a team or a mob and you say, there are a lot of problems I'm observing. Let's say you're just swamped and you're seeing a bunch of problems. Right. Um, but acknowledging like, hey, I can't I can't change all these things, you know, influence everyone overnight. What can I do? And then you take action on that, even yourself personally in a mob, like, hey, I noticed 10 things are wrong. I'm going to bring up one of them in a retrospective or bring up one idea or, you know, like bring up one thing that's within my realm of influence on this team or mob. And there's something that feels really good about it and peaceful mm -hmm. about it, even in the midst of all the problems, right? Is, yeah. is that you? I think there's like a self-reinforcing loop on doing it yourself internally and seeing that influence grow even in the mob itself. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think uh, learning, so there's a, a big piece of like manual process around databases and database auto automation. And so rather yeah. than, I, I've seen, I saw it fail before where it's like, everybody go do database automation, right? Just telling, you know, uh, yeah. telling everybody to do it. And then it's like, no one really knows how, and then things start falling apart and then they get behind yeah. and then they go do something else versus uh, one person hosting learning sessions yeah. uh, week after week after week. And then all of a sudden the team just decides to do it because they all know how to do it already from all those learning sessions. And so it was just like, it was the, the proactivity was hosting those learning sessions week after week after week to solve the problem they noticed even way before that and couldn't solve it. And it, and that had, you know, gradual impact. It had a butterfly effect into like fully automating database deployments. And so, yeah, um, yeah it, it was definitely kind of like a long-term investment, but it was something that that person could do as a sing an individual in a mob that wasn't, you know, moving in that direction. So that, that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And and I think, yeah, that seeing that, that those effects from your influence are incredibly rewarding, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think this even works, even if uh, the team isn't responding well to your, your your suggestions, right? You know, so that's part of the proactiveness is I try something and even if the reception is bad, that's still an input that I can, you know, process and respond well with, right? Like, well, I, I made the suggestion, did my best. And if the team doesn't want to move with it, that's okay. You know, that's like the ownership of the team, right? Like, and, and I can I can own that in their negative response doesn't make me a sad person like that doesn't dictate that I have to be sad now and coaching be this uh, very upsetting thing, you know, yeah. um, and so owning uh, my responses to other people's uh, responses, basically. Yeah. 
So cool. All right. Well, uh, for all of our uh, listeners and viewers out there, uh, please uh, like and subscribe. And uh, if you know anybody that uh, maybe needs a little bit of more proactivity in their life or or uh, needs to stop misusing the term if they've been misquoting it this whole time, uh, then share this episode with them. And uh, and please comment uh, in the comments on YouTube. Uh, we love hearing from you. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye. See you.